This week, Bodega Bay and the Sonoma Coast, plus one of the worst laundromats Abby's ever been to. Our favorite planner, some excellent tips for booking those hard to get public campgrounds and more. This is RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear, tips, and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. When you're putting together your camping and hiking gear, here's a quick hack to help you prepare for emergencies. Wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle. You'll barely notice it's there, but if a piece of gear breaks or gets a tear on the trail, you can pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair. It's a mini repair kit you'll be glad to have. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 275 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time RVers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more. It's that time of year where lots of people are dewinterizing their rig. So I wanted to I think I've done this every year for the past couple of years, remind people to check your smoke detectors. A lot of times you've had your RV in storage over the winter, your smoke detector has been beeping that it is dying and eventually that battery totally dies. So you're not getting the warning that the battery's dead. Make sure to change the batteries in your smoke detectors as part of your dewinterization process, getting ready to get back on the road for camping season. We've been camping all winter, but it's camping season. It is camping <laughs> season, and we are in Oregon right now. We made it, y'all. We made it to Oregon. We are here for a few more weeks before we push on to Washington, Canada, and then Alaska. We've been doing a lot of Alaska prep right now. I'm so excited for what this summer is going to mean for our family and the things that we are going to do. We just booked something that's so cheesy and so awesome for Ethan's birthday. Birthday. We'll be in Denali when our son Ethan turns 13. So naturally, why wouldn't any 13-year-old boy want to go to a dinner theater performance? So we're going to take him to the camp night dinner theater at the Denali Lodge. I'm so excited. And there are so many other things that we have planned. And one of the ways that you can kind of follow along with this is to join our Road Signs newsletter. It is our sort of brand new revamped newsletter now that the website is back up, now that we are really taking what our mile marker community is supporting us to do, which is to reimagine the content that we create in a way that is more accessible for you, the RV consumer. So our weekly newsletter, Road Signs, is a great way to stay up to date on what is happening. Also to be one of the first to know about the RV Miles meetup that is coming in October when those tickets are going to go on sale so you can join us. And then also, of course, each week we just have a little, I guess, uh, story from Jason or me that we share exclusively in the Road Science newsletter. So if you would like to be a part of that, all you have to do is go to rvmiles.com slash mailing list. We promise we will never, ever, ever sell your information. We will just use it to bring you a newsletter. So on our way from Baja to Alaska, we're staying at a lot of public campgrounds, a lot of federal and state parks. And you know, we've been hearing from lots of folks over the last few years, particularly that it's getting harder and harder to book campgrounds as more and more people are out there on the road. So we're partnering with the folks at recreation.gov to help you sort of become a power user and learn more about how to find those campsites a little bit easier. Uh, so today we're gonna sort of give you kind of an intro uh, of recreation.gov and talk a little bit about it. If you're not somebody that uses it on a regular basis, it's always been sort of our first go-to when we look to 
go to a certain area, we go to recreation.gov and try to find a public campground. Absolutely. So the thing about recreation.gov that you need to understand is that it encompasses so many different agencies, including the National Park Service, the National Forest Service, the Fish and Wildlife Service, the Bureau of Land Management, the Bureau of Reclamation, and of course, some of our favorite campgrounds in the world, the Army Corps of Engineers. But Recreation.gov is going to do so much more than that as well. Recreation.gov is where you're going to pick up your lotteries if you want to get into a lottery for particular hikes, especially like Angels Landing, or if you want timed entry passes into some of the national parks. That's happening more and more, especially in our busier parks. So Recreation.gov really is kind of like the one-stop shop for everything that you need that falls under those particular agencies. Basically, any federal land management agency if they've got a campground or if they're booking tours or even picnic shelters it's on recreation.gov unless it's ran by like a, a privately operated company so there's some some of those federal campgrounds are privately operated those might not be on here um, but the largest campground operator in the in the world is the federal government of the united states <laughs> and if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning since like literally episode one of RV Miles, you know that we have been talking about how much we love staying at campgrounds that fall under recreation.gov. In fact, the other day I was going into the recreation.gov app and I was looking not only at like what we have coming up for our reservations, but they have this tab inside recreation.gov under your reservations where you can look at your past reservations and you can have this long line of every campground you have booked through recreation.gov is there and it's almost like for us a complete and total history of our time on the road and I was scrolling through and I want to see if you can guess what is the very first campground that we booked under recreation.gov um, can you guess which one it is I don't think you'll get it I don't think it was Fort Pickens, but that was one of the early ones. It was Davis Bayou. It was Davis Bayou. So, oh my gosh, it was so close. You were so ah. close. <laughs> you were so close. Davis Bayou and Fort Pickens are both part of the Gulf Islands National Seashore. Yes, and so I was scrolling through and I thought, oh my gosh, I remember that. I mean, that is such a special place to us. And so to be able to go into the app and to see the history of all of the places we have been to, and I am talking, there are dozens of upon dozens and I could see in there too like what were some of our favorite we have been to several campgrounds like Davis Bayou like Fort Pickens more than once well, because we love those campgrounds what's cool about that though is to you can if you say five years down the road you're wanting to go back to the same campground maybe you don't remember the name of it you can look it up that way but maybe you really liked your site and want to try to get the same site number you can see which site number mm -hmm. you were in or you hated that site and <laughs> you like, want to you want to avoid it you can, you can see <laughs> that site was like too close yeah. to the bathhouse or not close yeah. enough to the playground but that's the thing too so they also have so when you go into and i'm on the app and you're looking at your reservations. You have your upcoming, you have your past. But what I also love is there's a section for canceled mm -hmm. because there have been times, obviously we all have to cancel a campground from time to time, but some of those we really were disappointed yeah, that we, we had to cancel to or maybe yeah. we had put in a lot of time yeah. on that particular spot. Those are there. So it's almost so, like you have a history of that, too, that you can go back and be like, oh, man, remember we had to cancel like at the Watchmen yeah. and we were finally in the A loop. Well, now we have that. Like, And I know this. So here's a little trick. Abby and I. <laughs> so we've gone back and forth over the years of who's the campground booker. Yes. Uh, for I think at first I was doing it and then Abby took it over and then I was doing it again for a while. And now Abby's been doing it again. And so just this morning we were talking about this segment and talking about, how, you know, taking you through. Uh, how we use recreation.gov and i i was sharing with her how how i use it and i was like oh yeah you use it that way and she doesn't and she just kind of had her mind blown this morning because often <laughs> there have been times when she's like i'm so frustrated finding a campground here take this and, and do it and i and i do it quickly and she's like i guess <laughs> She gets really mad at me because I, I did it quickly. How did you do but, that? So the key is, and I didn't know that you didn't, <laughs> you didn't you know this. You were keeping it a secret. super simple. You go to recreation.gov. Because like I said, this is always, when we're like, say we want to go to Utah, 
the, literally, the first thing we do is go to recreation.gov and find the campgrounds on Utah. Well, or you do. Or I do. You do this is, now. I guess this I, is do, I do. I do it in a very different way, which so I will not be doing anymore. All you do, go to recreation.gov and type in Utah in the search bar. Yeah. And then click on filters. And in the filters, you can put, uh, you can click on RV sites. If you want to make sure you have electric, click on electric. Back in our bus days, we always sort of, our minimum was that we had, had, to, a, have electric. had to have electric. Now we have a lot of battery power and it's not as important to us, but. Water always, is probably the thing that's most important yeah. to us now, I would say over yeah. electric. We would always just click on the electric button, but you can, whatever amenities you require, uh, click on those. And then on the map it will just show you every campground in utah available for the days that you have selected that that have rv sites of your length you put your length in and have electricity and and you can then go and click on them and see what sites are available and stuff during during those days but that that especially in our early days actually drove where we went in yeah. our travels we wouldn't necessarily say oh we want to go to arches national park we would know we want to go there for sure but we're heading sort of that direction towards utah let's just look where we could go in utah that's available because you know the public campgrounds are generally more affordable especially if you have a, a accessibility discount or if you have the senior discount and and you can put that right in there on, on the app and you get that discount right away. You know, one thing about that, you talk about um, sort of the free nature of our travels in the beginning. And I have to say that that was something I missed that a little bit. I really that particular time, I would say that first three years on the road, you know, we've been on the road now for seven. The first three years on the road were just really sort of, again, like you said, governed a little bit by like where we just found a spot on recreation.gov yeah. and we just went. And what's incredible about that is we never really had a, a particular destination, maybe a particular state, but never a particular destination. And that was when I think we did some of our most incredible hidden gem type discoveries yeah, yeah, yeah. where we really fell in love with places that weren't necessarily the big national parks. We love the big national parks. But as you can see, seven years on the road, we just made it to Yosemite a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And We've, there are a lot of big ones we haven't met. Right. We have yet to make it to Glacier yeah. or Tetons, or yeah. we will event, we will hit Olympic, we will hit Denali, but seven years because there have just been so many other wonderfully small and hidden locations inside our national forests, our national parks, our Bureau of Land Management. I mean, I think about that spot outside of Cochiti that like absolutely is run by the BLM that we just loved. And we particularly love the campgrounds run by the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're usually fantastic. Yeah, some of our best memories yeah. and I, go back to this every single time that campground that we were at um, that was right along the Lewis and Clark trail where we met that gentleman who had yeah. just lost his wife yeah. yeah, and you ended up spending the day kayaking with him. Jerry. Jerry. Yes. yes. He, he came to the campground. I, I get emotional just thinking about I Jerry. So he shows up at, at this campground that we're, we're at right on the South Dakota, Nebraska border. And his site is right by the bathhouse. So as you're walking out by the bathhouse, he's always waving hi. And, yeah, these are bus days saying, too. So this hi. has been a year. Yeah, and and he had at his campsite his RV and two kayaks, two bikes, um, two chairs, two of everything. <laughs> and you know, I I get to chatting with him for a while, and I'm not a chatty person by any means, but I get to chatting with him a little bit, and he's. He's telling me that this is the first time he's camped without his wife. He had just lost her to cancer um, over the over the course of the previous year, and he brought everything along uh, of hers, pink big pink bike of hers <laughs> there. Uh, not just you know wanting to have, have her memory there, but like also wanted to meet people and maybe find somebody to go kayaking with them. So he. He asked me if I'd want to go kayaking with them, and and I did, and it was, you know, it was a wonderful. I mean, he's he's a he was an older gentleman who you know was 
uh, it was served in, in World War II and uh, he, he reminded you so much of your grandfather. He I remember you. a lot of my you. grandpa. And, you know, we're out on the water, super calm day, looking at uh, all kinds of cool wild wildlife, all kinds of birds and deer. And, you know, he just he just is sharing with me all of these stories of his wife. And he had some sad moments, but it was, uh, I think it, it was, was really incredibly healing. cathartic for, for both me and him. Yeah. But, and we've done that a lot through our travels to the national parks. Uh, obviously, the parks were really healing for us after you had gone through brain surgery and we were recovering from all that. So for us, the memories inside recreation.gov, when we look inside that app or when we go to get on recreation.gov and to use that site for campgrounds, for us, going into a recreation.gov campground is a little bit like, and this is so cheesy, it's a little bit like going home. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so for familiar. Us, yeah, for it, sure. It's, yeah. it's our, it's our, since it's we our, live on the road, you know. It is yeah. our, it is our place. So we are so beyond thrilled that we are partnering with recreation.gov over the next several weeks to bring you a little bit more detail about what it means to use the recreation.gov site. Uh, but I want to make sure we touch on, cause it's really important. And then we have to move on. Cause I have tears streaming down my face and probably mascara at the same time. Um, I think it's really important to note that do not be afraid of using recreation.gov. If you have a bigger RV. Yeah. We have been in 38, 36, 43, and 25. And all four of our rigs have stayed in a recreation.gov campsite. And lots of them. Being able to put in your rig length is clutch. That is how you find out quickly through all of Utah where you are going to Yeah, fit. and then you get like, a, there's usually a photo of each individual campsite and the satellite the view. So you can see, um, I've got a 35 foot trailer. Maybe it can overhang off the back of the site a little bit, or maybe there's a tree right there and it can't. That's how we've been able to fit longer rigs into campsites because you need to know what's behind there. Otherwise <laughs> you're going to be backing up to nothing and, and not be able to park your big rig into a campsite. So uh, it, it's it truly is to me, the best campground reservation website there is. And I wish a lot of the more private campground websites would have some similar features to, to recreation.gov. We haven't even gotten into the calendar view oh, and man. The, clicking the next available site day and all sorts of stuff. My it's gosh. really great. And we'll get into that in future weeks. Regardless of our current partnership with recreation.gov, again, 275 episodes, we could talk for hours about this site and what this site has meant to us as full-time RVers. But we have got to take a break because I have to, <laughs> I'm like crying and I need to like get a tissue and <laughs> clean myself up because talking about that memory was, it's intense to relive that. So we'll be back in a moment to talk about the Sonoma coast. We'll be right back. This episode is supported by Park Wolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With Park Wolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. Park Wolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. Park Wolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. Park Wolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the Park Wolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. Camper's Card is the latest campground discount program brought to you by the team at Harvest Hosts. For just $39 a year, Camper's Card members can expect to save up to 50% off nightly fees at hundreds of campgrounds and get discounts on camping gear, entertainment, and theme parks. Get 15% off your first year of membership with the code MILES. That's M-I-L-E-S. But if you are a current Harvest Hosts or Boondockers Welcome member, you'll get an even better deal. 25% off your first year of membership. Go to camperscard.com to join campers card today and save with code miles we're back and we're here to talk about the sonoma coast and bodega bay and uh the journeys we had for the first time really along sort of the the rocky northern coast of california we had planned 
several stops <laughs> along the coast on our way up, but yeah. the 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 weather got bad and uh, the, the the rain had washed away parts of road in certain places. We weren't able to go to Big Sur like we wanted to. So this was kind of our first real time. Other than, I mean, San Francisco and yeah. uh, uh, being able to really camp right on the coast. Mm -hmm. We were at a uh, at the Sonoma Coast State Park in the Bodega Dunes Campground, it, which is just right on the water. The, ca the campsites are not sort of overlooking the ocean, but it's a short walk or a short drive or a short bike ride to go over to the beach area where you can sit on the beach and be right on the ocean. And you might be thinking, oh, what a bummer. Like, you can't see the ocean from where you're at. It's not beach camping. You don't Let, want to. No, <laughs> you don't. What is so wonderful about this campground is you have that access over to the dunes. You have that access over to the beach. But you are protected from the wind. The difference between being inside our campground and then walking and then being there on the beach was literally no wind to knock you over so much wind very very cold incredible waves like spectacular the kids had so much fun on the beach but this time of year a little bit cold a lot windy but not over in the campground and i actually think that we had in the loop that we were in one of the better campsites yeah site 18 it is it, they're all the sites are fairly small um really small i mean 25 foot back seat. i guess there were, there might have been a few that were bigger um yeah. we were in sites that were small we were right? and we did see uh, a fifth wheel i think yeah. come in a larger fifth wheel but i do remember thinking "Ooh, you are brave there's a couple loops this is one of those areas where you do want to sort of like look at the satellite view get a photo mm -hmm. and see what it's like because you might have a hill behind you or you might <laughs> not and that sort of stuff. The way it's laid out is that the sites, some sites are angled one direction and some sites <laughs> are angled another direction. In other campgrounds where that happens, they would usually be like, okay, That's odd fine. number sites turn right, even number sites turn left. So you, go, not. you end up going around and you're going the wrong direction to back into your site. And the, order, and the solution to that is to go all the way out of the loop, go like yes. back up to the dump station and turn around, come back in so that you can go the right way. And we very were, strange. It, very strange. And <laughs> what made it even more annoying is that when you go straight into the loop, like you assume you're supposed to based off the signs, that road oh the road is was bad so the torn road up so bad. and it's not torn up like potholes it is just it's tree roots that have lifted it in oh. every it's like a whole bunch of speed bumps it makes a washboard <laughs> road look like newly paved highway this is a uh this is a no hookup <laughs> campground they do have a dump station and a water fill mm -hmm. at the front uh, we were able to get decent solar there are a lot of trees there we were able to get decent starlink uh, even though there are a lot of trees there. Uh, but but it, it was a great spot. Can I say with the one who was, Jamie and I were the ones that booked these for us, that was us really looking at those spots because yeah. that's become a really big component now of our travels is making sure that we have open space for Starlink. So And solar. Yeah. And solar. Yes, yeah. absolutely. If it's a no hookup. Yeah. And that was the beautiful thing about this campground is we we stopped looking at where the batteries were at. I don't think our batteries ever dropped lower than like 13.18, something like that. Yeah. Like really, yeah. re they were great. so fantastic. And part of that is because we can set up our gazelle, which if you're watching this, that's what we're sitting in right now. And then we bring our solar generator out here and we put the panels up and we charge all day long and work out here. So we're pulling all of that necessary power to charge these big computers and even with the kids and the camera and everything, we run that off the solar generator. All we're worrying about inside Bexie is whether or not we're going to be able to watch Love is Blind later. So that's <laughs> I'm not worried here. about that because I'm not watching that show. <laughs> Don't you dare that lie. That show is so bad. Don't you dare lie. You sat and just watched those first two episodes with me don't even and play I, and don't I try said, to come off i cannot do this well don't worry anymore. because i've been told that there are two 
two scenes in which two different people will be singing and i know that how much I'm you love yeah you're yeah, i know how no. much you love when people sing to yeah. one another on no. reality television uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great state park. It's a great option to visit this yeah. area. Uh, this is right on US-1. So it really is right along the coast. And there are lots of cool stops along the way in that area, and, and particularly in Bodega Bay itself. And we had a wonderful fish and chips meal at a place called Fishitarian. Fantastic. And I have, sorry, this episode will not have any recommendations for pizza. We no. did not do pizza not while pizza. we were in this area, we, <laughs> but we did go and do amazing fish and chips. And this place, the Fisherterian, it's so it's this just tiny little little store, little restaurant that you're going to come into. There's really no indoor seating. There's maybe just a it's little like fifteen seats. Yeah, maybe. like it's like a little Real tiny small. Wendy's conservatory like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but you go in and you get all of your drinks. They have a cooler and they have all of this. Um, you go up and you order. The best part about this place is that they have gluten-free fish and chips, which is so rare. So I rare. thought your fish and chips, you got gluten-free and I did not. I thought yours actually looked better than mine. Well, that's because they were 100%. They were so but, good. And you just get some hot sauce going. Oh, my gosh. But they so have good. like lots of outdoor seating, lots of picnic mm -hmm. tables. So you're right there on the on the ocean. And, Bread and bowl with clam yeah. chowder we were told was really good. Neither one of us got that, but we were told it was very, very good. Um, just a really cool place. Like a, if you really want to go get some fish and chips... That I recommend. And I recommend getting the gluten-free, even if you're not gluten-free. We also had an, a really great meal at a restaurant nearby called Danucci's Family Style Italian Restaurant. <laughs> yes. This was like super old school Italian restaurant, family style servings of, of you know, the salad and the soup and everything. And uh, fairly pricey, with but, but with like those big... Italian entrees. Yeah, can we talk about pricey? So it um it is expensive. So for the five of us, I think we spent with tip um somewhere around $130. But can I mean can I list off what they brought? Yeah. Okay. It was a giant bowl for all of us of minestrone soup. Baskets of bread little fried um, raviolis as an appetizer, pickled vegetables as an appetizer, a big giant family size salad to start off with. Then everyone had their own entree. So this wasn't, and then you and I had glasses of wine, Yeah. which the wine list was fantastic. Now did you mention the soup? I did mention yeah. the yeah, soup. The, it's like, it was like a vat of soup. So much. There was so much food. When you compare what we spent there to what we were spending if our family wanted to go to dinner in San Francisco, vastly different. Like just in the service, they were so nice. And you could tell that this is really a community supported this restaurant. Is like, this is like one of those places where it's like you you walk in and it's lots of like old wood paneling. Yes. There's like a, you walk in through the bar before you get to the dining room <laughs> yeah, and, and the We back. did walk in and I was like, wait. And there's like people at the bar, there's like the neon signs and stuff. And yes. then you get to the back room and all the tables are named after somebody. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, so it feels like, uh, it just, it almost feels like, like a Wisconsin supper club type place yeah. in a way to me, but it is, it, it, it was sort of a, uh, just one of those awesome roadside eat places. And it was really delicious. Yeah. I mean, and this is the kind of stuff that we get so excited when we find. We know that there's all the places like the Fishitarian that are really highly recommended if you look on a TripAdvisor or something. And, you know, this is where everyone who's visiting that area is going to go. But we love when we get to find just sort of off the main strip, like where does everyone who lives here go to eat? And they definitely go to this place. In fact, there was like a two-year-old celebrating his birthday yeah. a couple tables down from us and they had brought in their own cake and the restaurant cut it up for them and everyone saying happy birthday to the in, little boy it was just it was so charming in touristy areas we always find 
that if you eat where the locals eat, you will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, it, that was definitely how we felt in like Gatlinburg yes. and Pigeon Forge. Like, don't eat at the big chain or the big. Uh, uh, I, I don't. They're not necessarily chains, but the the big themed restaurants. The Mellow Mushroom in, or something. In, in you area. don't need to go to a Mellow Mushroom. Go to where go the locals to, eat. Yeah. Look it up on Yelp and find them. Yeah. Um, we did take uh, one hike in the area which was over the ocean, over sort of like the rocky crashing waves. And one of the coolest things about this is that like, this is wildflower season and California with all this rain that they've had, there's a super bloom going on. And we got to hike through wonderful wildflowers overlooking the ocean. We intended to do the bodega head trail and sort of just went the wrong way uh, and ended up doing the Horseshoe Cove trail, which yeah. basically took you up to an overlook, overlooking the whole bay. And it was just an incredible view. And you just, I mean, the the path was so thin. <laughs> the, the wildflowers are sort of like brushing your legs the whole way. It was so fantastic. I yeah, took my Kindle and I sat, when we got to the top, I sat and read for a while, which was really quite nice. And our kids, this was one that, you know, Jack, like, just took off yeah he was like leading the way for a long time this on this trail one he... they didn't want to do but they enjoy no they no <laughs> which is pretty much 99.9 percent yeah, yeah. of every trail that we get on now i will say they did absolutely uh, and we're going to talk about it in a future episode uh the redwoods i think for our kids will go down as some of their favorite yeah. hikes yeah. of all time. The Redwoods spoke to our children in just a way I haven't seen from them in a, in so long. It, it was so fantastic. And so I think this was kind of leading up to it. And the terrain is changing and the scenery is exploding with color. And it's clear that we're experiencing and seeing things as a family that we haven't experienced before. We've never been in the Pacific Northwest. It is so vastly different from Southern California, from the Midwest, from the desert that we spent all winter in. And I really do think our kids are responding to that. And it's been so exciting to see. I hope that that enthusiasm continues when we put them on the Alaska Highway and for days upon days upon days are driving. <laughs> but we shall see. We did drive into the town of Santa Rosa a few times, which is sort of the, the bigger town in the area, about a half hour drive to get into town from the coast. We visited their Barnes and Noble a couple times. We got provisions <laughs> at their, their Target and Walmart and it's stuff like that. But we did eat at the Russian River Brewery there. Oh, that's right. I forgot to put that in the yeah. show notes. Which is Clay's favorite brewery, or one of them. Uh, and uh, it was a it was a fine meal, but it really was about the beer. I can't believe I forgot to put yeah. that in the show notes because I had one of the best beers I've ever had there. Yeah. As I was on my tour to totally trash out my body, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy. That's when you're like, okay, I'm done with gluten, really, uh, again. Yeah, and then I was like, actually, I'm back yeah. with you, gluten. And so at, I was like, I'm going to eat um, some pizza while we're at Russian River. Yeah. And then I ordered, I had this sour that had sat in um, Sauvignon Blanc barrels, not with wine in them, but they, the wine had been in these barrels. And then yeah. they put this sour into it. And I thought, no, there's no way. I'm not a big sour fan, but I was really curious about this sort of like yeah. flavoring of using a Sauvignon Blanc. Holy moly. It was so good. That wasn't the only gluten you had. You also had the, oh, you just you also had the uh, jalapeno <laughs> bites. <laughs> You, you I told you, I was on a self-destructive self tour. Crash. San Francisco to Bodega Bay, uh, even into the Redwoods. I was I was just on a self-destructive tour of Northern California. This is one of those areas that I think people that aren't from California and they're planning on going to tour California, they don't think about, right? This mm -hmm. is, again, one of those places like... It's nice to discover uh, along the way and is not a huge touristy area, yeah. but still has some of the things you can go do. There are lots of sort of co-op farmer market type places there. Um, 
that we didn't get to do, but we drove by several times and we were like, oh, that looks so awesome. Um, So I would really love to go back to this area at some point. Yeah, it was very charming. And we do encourage you if you're headed north up into the Pacific Northwest to just swing through and enjoy some time in the Bodega Bay area. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll check the level of our tanks. We'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. RV Miles is sponsored by the RoadPass Pro suite of travel apps for RVers. We love using all the apps in the RoadPass suite to plan our travels. Togo RV, Road Trippers, OvernightRVParking.com, and Campendium. You get premium access to all of them for $49.99 a year. Find the best campgrounds, the best boondocking sites, the best roadside attractions, and the best routes to get to them all in your RV, tailored for the length and height to get you there safely. Use the code RVMILES10X to get $10 off your RoadPass Pro membership at RoadPass.com. All right, welcome back. It is time to check the level of our tanks. And as you know, it is sponsored by our friend over at Matt's RV Reviews, Liquefied RV Toilet Treatment, the no BS RV toilet chemical that really works. Check it out along with all of our recommendations in our Amazon store at amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh-oh. My black tank this week is a literal it's it's a literal black tank again. It's a literal holder for it, a black it, tank. It's it's the Camco Rhino tote tank. Okay, so we're done with. I'm you. so frustrated. We so we had we've had one of these in the past. We had the giant 36 gallon one. I actually did a whole video on it and the problems we had with it. And I still recommended it because I I I think it is a good design. And I still think overall it's a it's a well-designed product, the way you use it. So basically, this is an offloader. This is something that you dump your tank into, and then you can put it on the hitch of your truck and haul it up to the dump station. So when you're at a state park type place like we are at right now, it's actually a county park, but you and you've got water and electric, you can still then go dump your tank in the sewer without having to hook up and and move your RV. So we had the 36 gallon one back when we had the Pioneer. The 36 gallon one, first of all, was way too big because it's 300 pounds full. Um, it was it was almost impossible for me to move from just the sewer hookup to the truck. Um, so I, I I would fill it maybe half full. Uh, now with the Ibex, we knew again we were going back to doing a lot of no sewer campgrounds we thought we would get a little one because we have a ladder now that we can hang it off of they have a nice ladder hanger on the back of them so you can hang it right on the ladder two little slots for for some ratchet straps to strap strap it right to the ladder Mm -hmm. conveniently it holds onto the ladder really well so we've got the little 15 gallon one and i used it for the first time yesterday you took the pieces for it outside of the actual tank itself the pieces for it out of the box they're still in the box yeah so the sewer hose that it comes with it comes with a short sewer hose uh was malformed it has a it has a literal hole in it it was just dripping right out of it like not even dripping it was flowing right out of the hose thankfully that was gray tank yeah thankfully we were only dumping our gray tank with it Uh, but the sewer water was coming right out of the hose when i first went to use it and when i hooked the hose up to the connection on the tank itself you know it's that bayonet connection that all sewer hoses use where it's got sort of like the little there's like four nubs on the thing that the hose is connecting to and then there there's the bayonet fitting that turns and locks in when i did that one of the little nubs broke right off so I imagine that's a spot where this thing will leak in the future as well. I 
just, so the, I, I didn't get finished saying though the last one we had the 36 gallon one mm-hmm. we had sprung sprung a leak leak in the tank itself yeah so i would be hauling it up to the dump station and it was leaking right out of it and i tried many ways to patch it and the leak would just the, the, it was because it was a seam it wasn't just a hole it was a seam that was just gradually splitting open that whatever you repair you did to it the seam would just continue to split and i know that Sorry. a lot of you will probably say well you need to contact them and they'll send you a new one yes i'm sure they would we've heard that they will do you know how difficult it is yeah. though when you're sitting at a campground where you can't receive packages and you have purchased this item in order to extend and be at this campground that you're at and now you can't use it because it's already broken like that was when we were outside of yellowstone we barely used it yeah. and it was already broken i can't just have camco send me another one to a state park in idaho i can't have them send me a new one here to a state park in oregon it's just, it's not possible. So it's about in the moment. Yes, you can get home and get a new one. But this is now the second time that this has happened on almost a brand new oh, product. No, no, no. Wait a minute. This is the third time because when we were at Yellowstone, when that happened, yeah, it actually had been leaking for a while. Yeah. When we... Uh, when that happened, we drove all the way to Idaho that's Falls right. to buy another one. That's... And we bought another one. And that's when I did that video. I was like, look, this, yep. that one event, when we went, when we put that one in storage before we moved into the Sabre, yeah. I noticed that it was leaking as well right when we put it into storage in the exact same spot that the previous one was leaking. Okay. So three times now. So we're, yeah, we're going to remove this from our. Unfortunately, our... it's just, it's a, it's a great, the way they have it set up for you to dump. Yeah. It's really smartly done. You don't have to touch anything gross. There's a tank sprayer built in. There's a lot of smart things about it. It's just manufactured poorly. I've talked to a lot of people that have had issues with the wheels as well, with the wheels just coming off. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a really enjoyable thing when you're trying to drive you know, your waste to yeah. the dump station. So we've had this for a really long time in our Amazon shop. And after this experience, <laughs> this, we have to remove it. This is it. going on really long. But I, one more thing. like, the, So we actually really love the, the, the Rhino sewer hoses. Yeah, Those work really well and they're really sturdy. They, they, the, whatever their high-end model is, I think they call them something special, but they're their expensive ones work really well. And the hose that came with the 36 gallon was that type of hose. Mm-hmm. The hose that came with this one, super, super cheap hose. Like looking at it. Super cheap. Yeah. yeah. So um, we can't say we recommend yeah, that. If you've, now. Got, if you've got a recommendation for a tote tank that yeah. hasn't leaked on you, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, because we really anticipated a few places coming up where we're going to need this. And it was still usable. Jason was able to just yeah, get out Yeah, but it's the... really hard to use with like your 15-foot sewer I hose. I watched you. You really want that short hose because I had to like, you fill that hose up and then you have to like lift all of it out of it because you don't want to overfill this thing. It's tiny mm-hmm. and our tanks are bigger than it. So you want to be able to put the right amount in. Yeah. It was I, a pain. I was watching you and I, I felt for you. It's pretty <laughs> awful. All right. What is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is uh, these new planners that we have been using. They're paper planners. I actually had one before and really loved it. We've gone back to using paper planners, and it just happened to come up on our on our mile marker live stream when we were talking to folks. The last one, uh, if you want to join the live stream, become a mile marker member. We do one once a month, and they. Uh, I was sharing with folks with the why we like these planners because I just kind of had it in front of me. Uh, they're they're great because you can get them in a weekly format that has like your whole day listed out. Mm-hmm. So uh, over two pages, you've got seven days and you can sort of an hour by hour. So you can have every single day. Plus at the end of the month, there is a month calendar in there as well. And there's additional places to write other things and notes pages on the back. But we just really love that weekly view a lot. So I think it's a really interesting thing to check out. It's from a small business uh, as well. So uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Ooh, the sun just came out in here. It wow. did. It did. It's got much brighter in here. <laughs> oh my goodness uh, gracious. It's actually a little too bright for 
the camera right now, but that's okay. It's, hey, enjoy that we're if you're watching, it's it's bright. So happy to see some sunshine. So happy to see some sunshine. What is in your black tank this week? Mm, okay, listen, I would like to talk to whoever runs wash around the clock laundromat <laughs> in Eagle Point, Oregon. I hope you're watching because your laundromat. I have been using laundromats for seven years. No, longer than that. Probably like 15 years, okay? Because we didn't have a washer and dryer even in our apartment. Your laundromat is the most pretentious, ridiculous place I have ever had to go spend money in. And if I could get my money back, if I could not wash my clothes, if I could turn back time like Cher, I would have. You only and did, I would. you only washed half our clothes. I only washed the necessities. <laughs> I only washed some underwear and some pants because that's what people needed because I was so angry at this laundromat. First off, it's not wash around the clock, okay? Closes at nine. That's fine. But you literally say I can come wash around the clock. I can't. You want me to be done by eight so you can close at nine. Then you make sure that I understand you are not responsible for anything that happens in this laundromat. Nothing. You are not responsible if the washers damage my clothes. You are not responsible if the dryer scorches my clothes. So immediately you're telling me your washer and your dryer suck. So you are not responsible. Yeah, clearly that's happened in the past. Somebody, that dryer has scorched somebody's yeah. clothes, so they had to put a sign up being like, not our fault. Yeah, and you're probably already saying, Abby, why did you even stay? Okay, this was Abby's third attempt to find a laundromat near this campground, and the situation was desperate. It is the most expensive laundromat I have ever been into. They had one of those super loaders. So they had two super loaders. One was supposed to be that could do four loads. And then one said it was a super loader that could do eight loads. The eight load super loader wanted 89 quarters. The four <laughs> loader wanted 79 quarters. Now they have a change machine in there, but their change machine has a sign on it that says you should bring your own change because we're not responsible if this change machine doesn't give you your money. How is that, how are you not responsible? First off, how can I bring 89 quarters? And how does that work? Cause normally like I, I would assume, I've never ran a laundromat before, but I would assume they just take all the quarters from the from the laundry machines and then put them back in the change machine. So then, then they can just take dollar bills I've to never. the bank. So does this, does this place just haul buckets of quarters to the bank? I've never in my life. I just, like, first off, the place was empty. Well, I, would, I, I can't see why. I can't imagine why. I can't. <laughs> but I just, so 89 quarters, like, and they don't take cards? No, no cards. It's all quarters. And they have like four or five change machines How in there, long and would it all take of you them to say, "Bring your own quarters." I didn't use them. That would take. I, that would take as. I mean, you could get. So you could have more people in a day use that machine if you took less quarters because it takes so long to put the quarters in. A front loader, three load machine. They wanted twelve dollars and fifty cents to use that thing, and I was like, "Get out of here! I will be over here using the." old school top loader that you're still charging me 354 and I'm going to do like two loads over here and then I'm going to first off I wasn't concerned ever that your clothes were going to like your dryers were going to scorch my clothes because your dryers never got hot so it took forever to dry something it was they had a sign that said it was in like two or three different places for emergencies call closes at 9 p.m. You sent me a picture of it when you were there. It's like it's like one of those like fill in the blank signs like you buy the sign from the hardware Suck. store that says for it in case of an emergency call and then there's a line for you to enter your phone number like with a marker, right? Yeah. And so they've they've put closes at 9 p.m. in that line. Yeah. And then and then below it it says but not for refunds. But not for refunds. Well, there's no phone number to call. It's really just one of the dumbest places I've ever been in and I feel like that's saying a lot. So <laughs> All just right. don't go there. What is in your fresh tank this week? Okay, so my fresh tank this week is a book recommendation. Actually, I'm going to recommend it as an audiobook. It's not anything new. Don't ever expect me to recommend books that like just hot <laughs> off the presses cuz I'm usually a good I'm 3 4 5 6 years behind everybody else. Uh but this book is called Death at 
Chateau Bremont, and it's by M.L. Longworth. And the reason why I recommend it as an audio book, and if you have a subscription like Scribd, which is a monthly um, audio and um, ebook uh, platform where you pay $9.99 a month and then you have access to their entire catalog, this is on there and it's um, a series and it's a mystery, of course, because that's what I'm really into right now. But the reason why I recommend it as an audiobook is because it's set in France and there are going to be a lot, unless you are fluent in French, there's going to be a lot of really beautiful names that you are you may not get to, you may not say in your head in the lovely way that they're supposed to be said. And this narrator, she's so good about switching between a an accessible French accent that you can listen to and then just switching back to a standard American or standard English uh, dialect. And I really enjoyed it. It is uh, set in modern times. Um, it has uh, these two characters that um, they're investigating this murder at a chateau, obviously. Um, and it just, it's not, nothing big and shattering happens in it. Nothing like you don't, you know, at the end you don't go, oh, you know, it doesn't have like that sixth sense like reveal, um, but it's just a really good listen. And it's one of those really good listens for when you're doing the dishes or you're out for a walk or, you know, you're sitting here and maybe you're doing some mind numbing work that, you know, you don't need to be super focused in on. Um, and so I absolutely recommend it. I will put it in um, at the Amazon. I'll put it in the show notes, obviously, which is rvmiles.com slash 275. But then this, like, um, and some of the other book recommendations I've had in the past, I'm also trying to put in our Amazon store so that you can kind of see some of the things that I have recommended. But if you're just looking for a really easy mystery that, like, there's there's no violence. There's no, uh, like, descriptive gore of anything it's just simple and easy and i'm really enjoying it and i'm looking forward to reading um the other books in the series cool all right that's it for this week's episode of the rv miles podcast there it is we did it again yay 275 times we have thanked you for joining us on the rv miles podcast and like we are going to do during this episode we are also going to ask that if you are enjoying the show please head over to apple podcast and leave rv miles a five-star review your simple act of taking 15 to 30 seconds to do that is just making a world of difference here at rv miles so thank you very much if you'd like to join us for our monthly night lives or if you would like to support some of the efforts we're doing here at RV Miles, like hiring staff, building out the road signs newsletter, and so much more. Please consider becoming a mile marker member. You can learn more at rvmiles.com slash mile markers. Our next live will be the first Monday in June, and I do believe that will be happening from Canada. So we would love to see you there. All right. Other than that, thank you so much for joining us. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy and keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody.